The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo! Hi, Parent Nation. Oh, my goodness. I just got back from Woohoo Weekend with Lisa Stedman and the rest of the Woohoo Radio crew. And I have to tell you that I am totally on fire, people. Woo! I can't believe it. This, I was up leveled in a way you can't even imagine. Okay, first of all, we stayed in the castle. What? Yes, that's right, a castle. It was awesome. There was a torture chamber in my bedroom. Well, <laughs> Well, okay, it was behind a a bookshelf, and I wasn't supposed to know it was there, but I found it because I'm nosy as hell like my kids. But anyway, so it was awesome, and I was with a bunch of amazing people, and I learned a lot of things about myself and my show that I'm going to be sharing with you guys um, in the weeks, months, years to come. And uh, I I want you to know that when I first started this whole Stop Raising Einstein thing, It was really so much about me and my kid and what I believed people were trying to do to him as far as putting him in a box and putting me in a box. And, you know, and and it was kind of it it was kind of a rebel cause. The name came to me. I'm just going to stop there. Period. The name came to me. Um, it's not something that I thought up. It's something that, um, was kind that kind of shot into my head one day. And I thought I knew what the meaning of that was for a long time. I mean, the book was published in 2009. All this time I thought that it was about if you're raising, if your child is a Mozart, stop raising him like an Einstein. And then I was in the presence of all these really spiritual people and at the risk of sounding foo-foo, I realized that Stop Raising Einstein is a way bigger than me and my kid. And it's more about raising kids who are self-aware, socially aware, spiritually aware, who are connected to their heart space And it's less about raising kids who are academically brilliant to a level that we've set for them. So with that in mind, you may see some changes in my show, but not a lot because here's the deal. I'm still me and I'm not raising an Einstein and I don't want you to either. I want you to raise your child and discover the unique brilliance in your child and yourself. And that's what the whole thing is about. And that message felt a little bit mushy to me until yesterday. Um, Backstory, a little bit, tiny bit of backstory, because I know Amy O'Connell, our guest today, is holding her breath literally while she's waiting to be introduced. So just a tiny bit of backstory. I was raised in sports events promotions. 
I was raised doing races, um, timing, running races like the Crescent City Classic. I was raised spending pretty much every spring in Boston at the Boston Marathon. My family is runners. Um, my mentors are runners. And I know the pride and the joy and the excitement that comes along with the finish line. And what happened yesterday in Boston still hurts my heart. And I know that you shouldn't tell the story while you're still bleeding from it, but I think it's okay to be a little bit emotional. I, I can't imagine the anger and the hate that goes into doing something like what those people did. But more importantly, I can't imagine ingraining that anger and hate in our children when we're talking about what happened yesterday. When you're, uh, when you're having conversations with your kiddos, please remember that your political beliefs and your racism needs to be buried so deep within you that they don't even know it exists. And all they need to hear from you is compassion and strength and comfort. That's it. If there's something that you're feeling, go in your car, shut your door and scream it at the top of your lungs, but don't you dare say it in front of your kids. Because when we do that, we scare them, we make them angry, and then we perpetuate that kind of senseless bullshit that's been happening in the United States lately. So, enough of that. God bless you, Boston. Ugh, I send healing. Mm. And little Martin Richard, that little eight-year-old boy, he's an angel. <clears throat> what a great one. So anyway... Listen, I have an amazing guest today, <laughs> Amy O'Connell. She was brought to me by a lady named Sue, who I met at a, uh, an event that I was speaking at recently on autism. And um, Sue couldn't shut up about Amy. She was like, I have this friend, and she's so awesome, and she's so amazing, and she's speaking at this listen to your mother thing in D.C., and you would love her, and you guys would get along so great. So we like we played text tag for a little while, and I finally got a hold of Amy. Um, Amy has a blog called Life According to Johnny, um, and it's basically um, experiences, memoirs, and just hilarious shit that goes on in her life with her son, Johnny, who has autism. She has three other, well, she has two other boys as well. And she was also blessed with a little um, angel, Madeline, who was born with Down syndrome and just absolutely blessed their lives for 16 months while she was here. Um, you know, Amy's one of those people who absolutely stands for the whole, you know, you, you have two roads that you can take when you have things that happen in your life. You can either react to the thing negatively and allow it to, you know, put you into a, a pit of quicksand and drag you down and make you a miserable person. Or you can learn and you can grow and you can expand and you can appreciate what you have and, see the light in every situation. And that's the road that Amy's chosen to take. And that's why I just adore her so much. She cracks me up. She's a kindred spirit as far as her sense of humor and, and her appreciation for what she's been blessed with in life. So Amy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wanted to I wanted to make your introduction really long because I figured that you were probably like um, feeling a little bit uh, from what I was saying um, earlier, and I wanted to give you time to come down for that and get back into your happy heart space. So I hope oh, yeah. I did that. Um, yeah, but no, I, that also was, um... wanna, I also want to I also want to create the space for you to share anything that you're feeling right now um, because I think that's really important. On the events of yesterday? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, I, I, someone, um, a woman that I grew up with, I got a text yesterday, did you hear about the bomb at the finish line in Boston? I was like, what? I was at my son's school, and um, then I came home, and I, or I was still going other places, and by the time I got around a TV, I went to turn it on, and I thought, just like back when Sandy Hook happened, I couldn't turn it on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, everyone's talking about this. I need to know what's going on. Um, being a runner myself and having friends, I thought, well, maybe, do I know somebody that's there? Um, then, you know, I was hearing on the bits of news, I was hearing that there were children involved, and um, I just... It wasn't until this morning that I watched about 15 minutes of it because just um, just watching everybody's pain and loss play out on TV, it just rubs your um, wounds raw that are not really healed, <laughs> and, uh, and it just it breaks your heart because everybody that has injured or just the fear everybody is somebody's baby somebody's child you know mm-hmm. and it just it just makes me so sad and it almost makes me panicky to listen to that type of loss yes and fear and even my um nine-year-old said this morning mommy do you think that people that did that yesterday because i don't know what this kid he must stay up all night and read the New York Times or the Washington Post because every morning he's like, one morning he's like, so, Mom, did you find out anything else about that Obama scandal? I'm like, no, because uh, I was watching reality TV while you were reading the New York Times. So I don't know about that. But even he said to me this morning, um, Mommy, do you think that the people that do stuff like that, the terrorists, do you think that they celebrate National Peace Day? <gasps> oh, probably <I> said, not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh, the poor kid in his speech. I said, oh. probably not, Timbo, probably not. Yeah. Oh, he my goes, gosh. Yeah, I he said, yeah, I didn't think so either. Wow. And it's all, it's, here's the thing, Amy. I love that you're able to have those conversations with your kids and those are the kind of questions that they come to you with because when those are the kind of questions our kids are coming up with, we know we're doing something right. Um, I don't know. He... Yes, um, you are. Just, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. They're they're all perfect. (laughs) Oh, no, that's a curse word on this show. Oh, the next segment I wanted to talk about how perfect everyone in my family is. I was really hoping we could get to that. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry to let you down like that. 
<laughs> yeah, no, but, we're not going to, no, we, we no. don't, we, perfect and drywall are curse words on this show. So, <laughs> yeah. Good. It's amazing. My, uh, my, my 14 year old wrote this thing on Facebook last night and I was going to read it, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to get through it without like snot and tears and grossness. So I just didn't read it. But if you have a chance to go on my page, my Facebook page, um, I shared it on there and I don't normally do that because I don't think a 14 year old should have a Facebook page, but you know, he's my kid and I said he can. So tough beans, you know, the rule is 12, but we're going to go to break, but when we come back, Amy, I'm so excited to get into some of these questions that you sent to me. Um, especially about the Listen to Your Mother program that you're speaking at. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. To start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious. And get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education and encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment. Join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. 
Welcome back to Stop Raising Einstein. I am thrilled to be joined by my new BFF, Amy O'Connell. <laughs> um, before the break, Amy, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but um, right. one of the things that we had mentioned was that you are going to be speaking at an event called Listen to Your Mother in D.C. And when I found out about it, when I heard about it, I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So I looked it up and I found out that there's like, these these events are all over the United States. And um, they're really pretty cool it's it's basically um people with a story to tell yeah. about what parenting uh being it's, a mom um, what is it it's called listen to your mother and their tagline that i love is giving um motherhood giving a shout out to motherhood giving motherhood a microphone um wow. which i love and I think there's about, I think it's in 25 cities. I apologize, not knowing the exact number, but it was started. The inaugural show was in Madison, Wisconsin, and began by the producer, the director of the whole Listen to Your Mother movement, and um, IMIG. And she will actually, we just found out she's going to be coming, coming to the D.C. show, which is April 28th at, from 2 to 3.30 at Synthetic Theater in Arlington, Virginia. And so she started this movement, and this is the second year in Washington, D.C. And I heard about it from a good blogger friend of mine that lives in Chicago. She posted something about it, and I thought, well, I want to do that, or I want to try that. But I thought I had to go to Chicago, being so because I like to research things before I do it. So I thought, oh, there's the only one in Chicago. i got to go to Chicago. And I have um, – that's where our family is. So I thought, well, that won't be hard to do. And the Chicago people said, well, it's not that easy. You need to do one by you. Oh, there's one by me. And then a couple days later, I found the D.C. link. Mm. And um, – I hemmed and hawed and uh, self-scrutinized and made myself an anxious mess and then <laughs> figured out something to submit, and I auditioned. And it is... Um, That's huge. Every, which Just part? getting up the guts <laughs> to audition is huge to me. Yeah, it, 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 I make it sound easy, but there are probably a lot of people listening right now. Well, I'm sure there's a ton of people listening. Just kidding. But I have friends listening that would probably want to call and go, let me tell you what it took to get sister <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> I bet. I'm sure. I have a – and um, so – and it's a bunch of wonderful stories about motherhood, people that are giving stories about their own mother – um, mm. what uh, their experience as a mother, be it with, um, there's three, three of us in the show have children on the spectrum. And um, there's, there's just amazing stories. I mean, I sat, we did one read through rehearsal and you just sit with your jaw on the floor listening to people. You never, wow. you just, you never know who's sitting next to you or, you know the mom on the playground. What their what their story is? Yeah, so, no shit, right? Shout out, yeah. Oh, you never know. You know, I think that's the most important thing that we forget as moms and women. We get mm-hmm. so mired down in our own crap and worrying about what other people think of us. 
But the truth is, and I love this quote, if you if you realized how little people think about you, you wouldn't care whether they do or not. Yes. Other people yes. don't don't think about us because they've got their own stuff. They got their own stuff. My son's third grade teacher tells tells the kids, "Get over yourself." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one's thinking. Of, no one's paying attention. Get over yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. That. Um, we and if worry. they are paying attention to you, they're probably jealous. I'm not sure there's anybody jealous of me. I'm going with it. <laughs> okay, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. But this just in, it is in 24 cities. Cool. Um, listen to your mothers in 24 cities. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it like, is. Is it all bloggers or? No. Um, in our show, many of us had blogs. But then there were, there are, I believe, two women that did not have blogs, but started one after they were cast. Oh, that's cool. They had been writing, or they had different projects they were working on, and then um, after they auditioned, they decided to start a blog. And um, there's actually there's one a man in the show as well, one man. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, and you Great you guy. would think that there would be more because I know a lot of mamas boys. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not my boys, of course, but I'm, I heard they exist. <laughs> That's so I heard funny. They exist. Um, no, I know my. Uh, That's what some days when I'm doing some things for my oldest son, I think I'm creating a nightmare for somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. And then you sit yeah. back and laugh. Yes, let me make your hot breath. <laughs> that maniacal, like, evil laugh that you do yeah. only when you think about your future daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, that's going to be my next blog. I've, I decided when I was in L.A., my next blog is going to be a letter to my future daughter-in-law. And I haven't decided if I want to trick her or warn her. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Play Stupid. Really? He does that? I do not know where he got that. Oh, he doesn't He doesn't eat chicken for you? God, it must be the way you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, totally mess with her head. That'd be awesome. I know. My son had... told me the other day that, um, my son told me the other day it wasn't my cooking, it was the food. Oh, thank you, baby. That's good to <laughs> know, goes, you little I don't like fibber. this, Mom. It's not your cooking, it's the food. <laughs> Or then Johnny always tells him, Mommy, we told you we only like good food. Oh, lesson. <laughs> there you go. I'll consider that next time, buddy. <laughs> when I decide to make crap for dinner, I'll rethink it. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, he preferred Papa John's. Yeah, right? Or, yeah. yeah it's, I find that fast food is like the greatest gift ever. And I know that there's so many parents out there that are like, oh, my kid's obese because of fast food restaurants. No, your kid's <laughs> obese because of what you let them order at fast food restaurants. Yes. But it's not the yes. fast food restaurant's fault because guess what? They sell salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If no, your Johnny kid only ate the toy salad. out of the Happy Meals, <laughs> right? you'd be in good shape, I figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, my Johnny will do pretty much anything to get a Papa John's pizza or um, 
eat at or eat at the McDonald's. I uh, those are my behavior modification tools. <laughs> And that boy has sat through so many Little League baseball games and every other activities that his brother does that I have to <laughs> I have to throw him a bone once in a while. Or a nugget. Yeah. <laughs> As it were. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. So much a ruckus. Anybody will take it to McDonald's after a while of him yelling. <laughs> you know it's bad when other people are bringing it to you, though, you know? Yeah, last week we were at a baseball practice, and uh, Johnny being Johnny, he was like, oh, it's baseball? He's thinking, I just got over baseball last week, you know, going to all the games. And I said, come on, we're going. And um, (laughs) my friend is sending me these texts, and she just sent me, don't forget he loves Annie's pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Oh, man, you know it's uh, bad when other people know. So we're on a new baseball team, and not everybody knows my Johnny yet. And this time, now that I'm past explaining to people, oh, he's on the autism spectrum, and, you know, forgive this, excuse that, I just kind of sit there and let it happen. And he was yelling, when's this over? I want to go home. (laughs) And he was just going on and on, this is horrible. (laughs) And um, finally, after he was yelling, for quite a long time about wanting Papa John's pizza or whatever, the coach from the other team across the dugout yelled, there's only two more batters. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do you have any pizza over there? (laughs) That's fantastic. I had dark glasses on acting like, who is that kid yelling? Right. There's his mother. (laughs) (laughs) you walk around and like point at him and go see this is the reason that people shouldn't bring kids that don't play yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) that is so funny oh my gosh you talk about stuff like this in your blog life according to johnny all the time and it's like you know of course i'm i get to that when we have like a minute left before the next commercial break but um, we were talking about some of the stuff that you discuss in your blog. And I mean, I think that it's awesome when we have situations like this. I get a lot of haters because they're like, how can you laugh about that? It's not funny. It's autism. I'm like, oh, clearly you do not have a child on the spectrum because some of the stuff that they come up with, it, you are like rolling on the floor laughing. And here's the thing. When my kid does something that I absolutely love and it makes me laugh, I get more of that. And so I'm looking at it like I'm grooming him to be a fun-loving, entertaining, engaging person instead of like always correcting him and telling him what to do, what not to do. And, you know, saying in front of other people, oh, I'm sorry, he has autism. I hate that. I can't stand when people do that. That's like really irritating to me. Um, But you talk about, you talk in such hilarious stories about the stuff that happens in your family. But you also have some really serious stuff that you talk about, too. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the spectrum that is life according to Johnny. Great. 
Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you. Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. Grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here, Fridays at noon, on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging around with us. We are having a great conversation with Amy O'Connell today, and she is the author, blogger of Life According to Johnny, and is also a featured speaker at Listen to Your Mother Conference. And those, I I really invite you to check those out. Check out her Facebook page and um, the blog and just give her lots of love and support, because I'll tell you what, she's one of the people out there that's really doing it right and, uh, and, and is making life a whole lot easier and better for those of us who are raising kids, raising spirited kids. I like to call them spirited because, you know, half of them out there aren't even diagnosed, but you know, right? (laughs) They're just like bouncing (laughs) off the walls and nobody knows why. (laughs) I'm like, I could probably give you a couple reasons for that. Um, but, But I know that there's a lot of you who would probably love to call in and tell some really embarrassing stories about Amy too. So if you would like to call in and ask a question or make a comment, um, we do have a call in line. It's 877 864 Four eight six nine. So if you uh, if you want to give us a shout and and join in the conversation, you're more than welcome to do that because it doesn't just have to be me and Amy up here. Although we could talk for days. 
Do you remember um, our first conversation when I told you I was kind of like a grassroots movement? Do you remember when I said that you were asking me something about uh, what groups I belong to, and I said that mm-hmm. I'm kind of a grassroots movement? Well, just in that, along that line, I just have to share, because this is cracking me up, that Grandma Mary sent a message to she wants to shout out that he also, Johnny also loves Grandma Mary's brownies. <laughs> All right. Are they special brownies, Grandma Mary? They're made with love, like okay. only Grandma Mary huh. can. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, that's awesome. Thanks, ahead, Grandma Mary. <laughs> I would like some brownies. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I love to, you know what my favorite thing to do is now? I love to puree, grind up uh, vegetables and put them in stuff like cupcakes and brownies. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you get your kids to eat vegetables? Or no, they said, what, what vegetables do your kids eat? And I said, the ones I hide in their other food. Because it, <laughs> it's absolutely true. So yeah, so I I think it would be pretty cool if you would... Uh, grind up some spinach and put them in those brownies and see if Johnny still eats them and let us know about that. Cause that would be, that would be pretty funny. Uh, Johnny's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'd find the spinach and brownies. I think that he would, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of what kind of reaction that would cause out of him. He would, uh, not mm. be a happy boy. My friend gave him ice cream with chocolate syrup, which is one of his favorite treats as well. And, she ha- happened to have, um, like, light syrup or something, and she said he took one bite and said, what is this? Oh, <laughs> acutely yeah, aware. Yes, he's acutely aware. Which is My son is Johnny. like that, too. He's, um, like, if we buy organic milk and not, like, the regular pasteurized bad-for-you milk, he's like, ew, this is gross. I'm not drinking it. I'm like, but it's good for you. Mm, yeah, that's why it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He only we were eats thinking good about food. He's on Johnny's diet plan. He only eats good food. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. food from a fast food restaurant or a pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, good food, yeah. You have this awesome blog. That's, Thank you. I love it. I mean, sometimes I read it and I'm like really, really touched. And sometimes I read it and I'm rolling on the floor laughing my butt off. But. <laughs> What, it's so interesting to me how people got started. Like people are always asking me what made you write your book, right? I always yeah. it's always interesting to me to find out that backstory, that impetus, that big explosion that made you decide to do something that was going to make people identify you in that way. You know what I mean? Like I will yeah. forever be known as Stop Raising Einstein. Um so this thing that you've created other than your children, where did that come from? Where was that born? Well, um, I have some good friends from college, the uh, Halloran family, and I was roommates with one of them, and I'm friends with all of them, kind of part of the family. And um, one of the family sisters one time said, where did we get Amy? (laughs) Where did we get her? And... um, this is when we were living in San Diego, and uh, my friend Molly had moved out there, Molly Halloran, and she was helping me with the general chaos of my boys, especially when I was pregnant. And um, Johnny always had this communication log that he took back and forth to school. 
Mm. And you know how your life is crazy and you're just going about living your life until like an outsider comes in and starts to tell you, this is crazy. (laughs) People don't live (laughs) like this. Kids don't talk like this. I was like, really? You think so? She's like, yeah, I know so. And I remember she was reading one of his journals and I think it was the one, one where he had stood in the toilet at school that day. And I had gotten a communication log that said, John, John is wearing borrowed clothes because he stood in the toilet at school today. Please discuss <laughs> this with him. <laughs> New IEP goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she said, this is comedy gold. And um, so she kept telling me, you've got to write this stuff down. You've got to write this stuff down. And I would say, really? You think? And she said, yes. And finally, I remember one time saying again, you really think people would read this? She said, I'm, never, I'm not going to tell you again. Do it. And um, after, mm. especially after we lost Madeline and I was, you know, a lot of grief and um, just kind of not knowing what to do with my days and myself. And um, I decided one day in May, I just sat down and I said, okay, today I'm going to do it. And that's how I started it, and I came up with the name. Just I wrote my first entry, and I thought, oh, what am I going to call this? And I was, and so that's I just came up with life according to John because it was his literal view of the world and really how he does see things, his perspective, and how it pretty much shapes our whole family and our whole life. Because you kind of before you do anything, you as a family, we kind of have to think, well, how is this going to look for Johnny? And that's yeah. the rest of us. And just you his know, view on, um, uh, oh. Everything. Yeah, everything. Like, um, pick up your room. I can't pick up my room. Wipe off your face. I can't wipe off my face. Oh, you know, I've got to think about everything. <laughs> You know what's hysterical about that, Amy? People that are listening to this show right now that don't have a child on the spectrum are still saying those phrases in their heads and not getting it. Okay, think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You cannot literally wipe off your own face. No, you can't wipe off your own face. (laughs) And now they're laughing. I just had to clear that up for a bunch of people. Oh, okay. And and don't tell, then don't say to somebody, your face is broken out, because then last night I said that and he said, How did his face break? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, try telling these kids that they have Asperger's. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, the first thing my son said was, "Ew, I wouldn't want to eat one." (laughs) (laughs) When we tried to tell my oldest son that Johnny had autism, he said, "He's artistic. I've never seen him draw." (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And then when they get older and you describe someone as a pianist, that's just a whole new ball of wax right there. <laughs> yeah, my uh, youngest, my, they heard the word penal code last week, and that was, like, great fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We can't even but, go around. We can't get away with duty. I can't even imagine penal code. That would, <laughs> that would be off the wall. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, so, see, that's just, that's little silly things that I, that bring so much light into a room to, if you allow them to. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Can you imagine scolding a child like that and then having them throw something like that back in your face? You have a choice as a parent in that moment to go, well, that was disrespectful or that was damn funny. You know? (laughs) I'm going with the funny. Uh, Yeah, a lot of times I do go with the... I do go with the funny, or I put him in his room and then I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to run away. You have to run away like you're mad and be laughing the whole time. And they're like, I see yeah. you laughing. <laughs> um, or you know what he says to me? What did he say to me the other day? I was, um, I started laughing and he goes, what? It's true. <laughs> exactly. That's he not told funny. Me, that's um, just true. Yeah, that's, what he, that's not funny. That's just true. Or yesterday I had him, a good example of him, I had him at, he goes to religion class, which is very interesting to try to teach um, spiritual aspects of church to uh, a very literal child. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about Adam and Eve, and and the snake tempted them to eat the apple, and he just looked straight at the lady and said, well, then they should have shot the snake. <laughs> oh, good plan. He's got a point. He's got a point. Should have just stepped on it. I don't understand. <laughs> we have snakes all over our backyard, and I don't listen to them. Yeah. So that's the moments we say that Johnny's saying, and I'm the one in special ed. <laughs> <laughs> These people can't figure this stuff out. <laughs> I'm That's glad awesome. I'm around. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so awesome. And you know, it's it's so funny too because if you can if you can highlight that kind of brilliance for people, my hope is that more parents like us that um that bring the lighter side will influence those people who are taking themselves and their parenting so way too seriously. Because I think that's one of the biggest problems that we're having today is we just take this stuff so seriously. And, you know, granted, there are some things that you've been through some pretty serious shit. I mean, there are some things that you just can't joke about. No, absolutely. But if you never, ever let the light in, then all you've got is dark. You know? I I spent a lot of years. I mean, I am where I am now, but... um, before our babe, before we had Madeline, I was definitely yeah. did not take this stuff as lightly. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break, okay, okay. Amy? Awesome. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Do your friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you? Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. 
grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here Fridays at noon on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed, best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are in the final stretch of an awesome show with my guest, Amy O'Connell. And um, I always like to give a shout out to everybody to check out um, my guests' websites and blogs and all of that stuff, as well as connect with us on Facebook. Um, I know that my or sorry, Life According to Johnny is is where you would go to get the blog. Right, Amy? Yes. LifeAccordingToJohnny.com. Awesome. And then the Listen to Your Mother conference, look those up. They're all, like like Amy said, they're all over the United States and, you know, really amazing, uh, amazing way to connect with other moms and, um, and be lifted up, you know, in pride and spirit about being a mom, because I think that we condemn and, and cut each other down far too much and we take our, each other and ourselves way too seriously sometimes. So it's nice to go and hear stories from other people, some of them extraordinarily touching, some of them unbelievable and some of them funny. Um, but either way, to let you know that you're not alone out here, yeah. you know, we put ourselves on an island when we were meant to be was a village. And uh, yeah. we have to work on that, you know. So, and with that in mind, please, you know, visit the Stop Raising Einstein Facebook page and community there. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, you have something you want to throw out there to an, a group of people that's not going to judge you or, or critique you just for having asked the question, come to Stop Raising Einstein and, and ask the group there because so embracing, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and so much fun. And, you know, we need to get a lot more of that back. So... Amy, before the break, you said that um, the impact of, of losing your, your baby girl, Madeline, who was born with Down syndrome, um, really affected your views about autism. How, how did that work? Well, I, before 
she was born, and we knew we had found out we found out early in our the pregnancy that the ba- that she would have not knowing that she was a she would have Down syndrome, and my initial reaction was um, just sobbing and hysterical, and what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? I have I would say I love I love Johnny, but he's a full time job. He's a big toddler. I I don't know what I'm going to do, and um, just distraught and then um madeline consequently had many health issues that go along with um down syndrome and i was scared to tell my boys because at the time my oldest son was not mature enough to handle his brother who was close in age to him having these differences that Mm -hmm. you know just at his young age this is just embarrassing and i thought well what are what you know what's he going to think about Down syndrome? And I just, I put too much thought into all of it, actually, when I look back. And, um, but I had been, at the time, I was working so hard to get some answers with, for Johnny, because he was, um, he was a tricky little diagnosis, because I would take him to a doctor telling him about his horrible anxiety, and he paces, and he hums, and he stims, and John would Johnny would go to the doctor, sit in the office, cross his legs, and stare at the doctor and say, good afternoon, doctor. How are you? And then I'm, Damn oh, he's so anxious. And the doctor's just looking at me like, I don't know who's anxious here. Um, I swear there's a record somewhere that says, kid is fine, mom, not so much. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but he, um, yeah. And so I just didn't know, how, how am I going to do this? And my dear friends, wouldn't let me have that attitude and said, if anyone can do it, you can do it. And some of the unorthodox words of wisdom I got were, um, you might find that your typical kids are going to be the ones to be the biggest pain in your rear. <laughs> not, Absolutely. It's not unorthodox advice, but it, it, it can be true at times, let me just say. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then she had so many medical issues and actually when she was born one thing that was very touching is you know we hadn't told the boys we had worked into this big we were just making everything bigger than it needed to be how we were going to tell them about their sister having down syndrome and they walked in the room to meet her in the hospital johnny walks in first takes one look at her and he says hey look our baby's chinese Because, you know, the, a child with their little Aww. eyes are, you know, the almond shape. And then yeah. um, then the other brother walks in and goes, I think she's really cute. And then um, the big brother says, well, I don't know why they say something's wrong. She looks fine to me. And Aww. I thought, all that energy I wasted. And in one second, they accepted what it took me months to try to wrap my brain around. And... Um, what a testimonial, Amy, to the acceptance of kids, of children. God, they see yeah. things in us that we, they see things in us that we don't allow ourselves to see, and they do yeah. the same for everybody else. We should listen to yeah. them more. Yeah, that's why, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we should all really listen to Johnny more, actually. <laughs> but all kids, he's, he's a child with autism. A lot of times people think they're not listening they're not paying attention they don't get it he's not missing a beat oh no 
I he bet you that he could hear conversations that you have from three rooms away with headphones on. Yes. Yeah. Unless that, yes, he unless you're telling him to do his homework. But yes, he he could. And, that's creative um, avoidance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I spent a long time being afraid of his future, mm-hmm. afraid of him being picked on, made fun of, bullied. I I don't know. I had all these irrational fears, basically. And, um, and then I, then in this, in the blink of an eye, Madeline was gone and I, and then when she was sick, I mean, I just, all this, there was no focus on autism really. I was just so, I was more just so thankful that he was healthy. Yeah. Like I was, I was more the attitude, uh, I had the attitude, I'll take you any of how however you came to me i will take you i am just so thankful that you are with me yeah and and that's and that's what i care about that you're healthy you're with me you're that's what i that's what i care about what a gift and, um, amy and he's you know? just there um because and i think just after um, after losing Madeline, I just, you know, it's heartbreaking every day. It's still heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get over it. You don't move on. You find different ways to cope. And um, and just, if to, I just couldn't take. I can't, I, and I don't want people to get me wrong that I laugh at my son or I'm making fun of any of this. I'm, that's, that's not the case at all, especially if you know me. That is not the case at all. I have so much respect for my children, and I would be the first person to be all over you <laughs> if mm-hmm. you did, you know, if I thought you were putting my child in a position of ridicule or not honoring them and respecting them. And I'm, and I'm very thankful that Johnny's had nothing but pretty positive but positive experiences with his teachers and things like that i learn more about him from his teachers every year i learn something from a new teacher i was afraid this year because he had a brand new teacher she taught me i learned from her too when i used to have this big hang-up that he needed to dress a certain way so he would not be made made fun of I don't know what I thought, because if it was up to me, dressed mm. like Batman. He'd go to school dressed like Batman. Absolutely. And, um, and, um, his t- and so I was making him wear jeans or pants, and, you know, he was fiddling with them. It was causing a bunch of problems, and his teacher just flat out told me, Mrs. O'Connell, he is not going to be sweatpants kid. Please just let him dress comfortable. Okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, you know, I was. Why am I? I mean, after I've been, after everything we've been through, why I was hanging on to some control, like uh, some control over something like that, I have no idea. But yeah, um, I mean, there's things that we need to. There's things that we need to control, and there's things that we need to let go of. And I think it's brilliant that you are able to find. And I like the way you said you don't want people to think that you're laughing at your son. You know what, Amy, the way you talk and the way you share, it's so clear that what you're experiencing is the joy that you get from your son, 
the laughter yeah. that comes from accepting him completely, you know, it's not mockery. It's not, you know, um, it's not trying to make yourself look better. It's simply enjoying and appreciating the gift that you were given and allowing it to bring you joy and laughter. And, you know, kids are playful. Kids are innocent, you know, some more so than others. But if all we ever do is correct their wrongs and find their faults, we're going to raise some miserable kids. So I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any accident that your son brings you, brings that kind of stuff up more and more and more every day. I don't think it's any accident that he creates that kind of um, opportunity for joy because that's what he experiences. You know, it feels good. So do it. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) Let's not put that one out there. That's a, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be on all, he'll be that. he'll He'll be all over that. I feel yeah. good, Mom. I'm going to do it. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You said. You um. said. If it feels good, do it. Oh, God. And on that note, <laughs> I can't believe you were so scared about what we were going to talk about, Amy. And can you believe that our time is up? I know. And I know I have so much still to say. Uh, oh, you well. know what? We're going to have you back because you're a oh, joy. thank you. I love it. And, uh, and we have so much to share and, and so much to bring to our sisterhood of raising spirited kids out there. So yeah. thank you, Parent Nation, for listening to our show. And like we said earlier, connect with us. Connect on Facebook. Connect on um, our blogs. Uh, check out multilevelmom.com. And definitely listen to the other shows on the WooHoo Radio Network because those women are rocking it and they'll help you rock it too so until next time thanks for listening and keep playing everybody thanks for listening to stop raising einstein with your host tara kennedy klein make these stop raising einstein principles your own Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And of course,